0: And it's another Friday, and welcome to another edition of Speaking for Him. Here is your host, the great, the Mighty, the Wonderful, Andrew Gomeson. Well that was quite the introduction and Everybody uh, give Andrew a hand. I'm Go Andrew. All right, Andrew! And now, for me, the co-host and producer. Oh, okay. Well, Chad... Back back to you, Andrew.
1: Chad is definitely enthusiastic today. Thank you for that, Chad. Today, we will be wrapping up our series on the names of God. Obviously, this is not an exhaustive list. As I was telling Chad a while back when we were recording... Last, I believe there are over nine hundred names for God in the Bible, and so I just picked i think it was five that uh that stuck out to me when I was doing some study on the issue
0: and this is our last uh episode in this series. Do you think you could do all nine hundred of them in one episode <laughs> from memory? No, I don't no. Uh, that would be quite the challenge. It would be, it'd be quite the podcast too.
1: Uh, maybe you could do 450 and I could do 450? Well, you gotta be the
0: one to list them.
1: Uh, well, <laughs> uh, that, this could take a while folks, but <laughs> getting back to today's topic. Um, today we're going to talk about God as the eternal God and Chad's going to start things off with our quote of the day.
0: Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. That would be Psalms 90, verses 1 and 2. All right, and so this, this idea
1: of everlasting to everlasting um, comes from the Hebrew word, uh, which I believe is Owlam, although don't quote me on the pronunciation. And it basically means long duration, antiquity, uh, um, futurity, forever and ever, everlasting, perpetual, old, ancient, uh, world, ancient time, long time past, um, forever and always. Continuous existence, perpetual, everlasting, indefinite, or unending future eternity. That's the Strong's definition. So there's a lot there, and we're going to unpack a little bit of it. Um, and so the first point I want to discuss is we can trust
0: God's promise. Could you read the verse for that? Sure. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Hebrews 5, 9.
1: Alright, so Hebrews 5-9 talks about how he, uh, became the author of eternal salvation. The only way for him to do that is that he was all powerful and, um, that, and him, and being eternal, he was able to see the need for us to have salvation and then provide the means for the salvation. So if we obey him, if we trust him, he will give us evasion, and secondly, he gives us security.
0: The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms, and he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee, and shall say, "Destroy them." Deuteronomy thirty-three twenty-seven. And uh, this is God talking to the Israelites right before they go
1: to possess the land of Canaan. He's encouraging. Um, uh, them, actually, I think Moses is talking to them, but he's encouraging them that God is eternal. He's the, he is your refuge. Um, he's everlasting. He's always been with you. He always will be with you because there's a lot of challenges, um, that we're going to face them in the future. And it's a good thing for us to remember as well. Um, as we're still fairly early on on 2018 that whatever we have to face this year, God can be there with us. Chad, do you have any thoughts on these first couple points?
0: I do not. All right. Chad Chad is rendered speechless. I am rendered speechless. Probably because I'm reading ahead at these King James verses, and I'm like, okay, hast thou... Known? And uh, I'm uh, rehearsing them in my head, so I can at least sound like I'm saying them correctly. All right. Well, <laughs> we will move on,
1: and we'll check back in with Chad and see if he has any... Thoughts as we go forward, and you can go back to any one of these, okay, as we go on, too. Um, but the third one is He gives us strength, okay?
0: Here we go. <clears throat> hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding, Isaiah forty twenty nine.
1: You know, when you're come to the end of a long day and you've worked really hard and you just don't have any strength left in you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've had that, that happen, um, especially since I've started working at the school and continuing to do ministry stuff. Some days I'm just really tired. And, you know, this past few weeks ago, I had a really bad cold and I've, really feel looking back that it was God saying, you know, you need to slow down because you're not good at slowing down on your own. But how wonderful is it to know that we have a God that doesn't need to slow down? It says, He um fainteth not, neither is weary. He never is weary. Um Can you imagine with His billions of followers throughout the world, He is always listening. He's, he never sleeps. He doesn't slumber he is always there ready to give us what we need and he actually knows what we need before we even know it and right so these are things to be very thankful for
0: um weakness and and being tired that's a human <clears throat> thing though that is because we are in physical bodies and our physical bodies wear out but when someday when we are with the Lord, our eternal bodies will not.
1: Oh, absolutely! And it's interesting to note too that um, Jesus had the unique distinction of being a one hundred percent God, but also one hundred percent man. Because when he was on the earth and in his human body before his resurrection, he was able to get tired. He was a, he was able to be weary. He mm-hmm. fell asleep in the bottom of a boat on at least one occasion. Um, so he woke he, up
0: grumpy too, by the way.
1: <laughs> so he knows <laughs> what it, what it's like to, to be that way. And so he relates to us as well as being an answer for us. All right. And our fourth point is um, he gives us
0: redemption. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered into one place into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Hebrews 9, 12. All
1: right, so this one, um, all through the Old Testament, there's animal sacrifice taking place to atone temporarily for the sins of the people. Right. But when Jesus died for our sins on the cross and rose again the third day, There is never no longer any need for any animal sacrifice because his sacrifice was good enough to take away all of our sins. And it's amazing to think about, but it's true so much so to the fact that the veil of the temple between the Holy of Holies and the rest of the temple split in two to show us that we had access directly to the Father through Jesus Christ, the Son. And how exciting is that for us? Before we move on to the last point of this podcast, do you have any thoughts that you would like to add on any of these thoughts we've had so far?
0: Well, I like what you just talked about, the veil ripping um, into the Holy of Holies. And you had mentioned that that gave us direct access to God. But also on the flip side, it gave God, who does not dwell in the same place as sin, it gave God the ability to commune with us. So God did not have to remain in a temple and the Holy Spirit did not have to stay in a temple. God God could take care of it and he could go out, he could leave the temple and he could go and he could pursue a human being.
1: What an amazing thought that is that the God of the universe, first of all, became a human being But also that he became a human being so that he could pursue human beings. And what an amazing blessing that is. All right, we have one final thing that we want to talk about today, and that is he gives us
0: renewal. For which cause we faint not, but thou our outward man perish. Yet the inward man is renewed day by day for our light affliction. Which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look at while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal.
1: Second Corinthians four sixteen to eighteen. And uh, this is an especially encouraging uh, thing to me, a verse to me, because I have a lot of physical limitations. Uh, There are days that I wake up in particular and just hate living in the physical body that I live in, Mm. but I know that God is is renewing my inward man and making uh, an, an outer man a new body for me, which will be beyond anything that I can even comprehend at this moment. (laughs) and eventually I will have a pain-free, a disability-free body. There will be no wheelchairs in heaven because they won't need to be there, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, There's a lot of athletic uh, things that I hope are in heaven that I haven't been able to experience here on earth.
0: (laughs) Are you going to run an Ironman?
1: Maybe run (laughs) an Ironman, but uh, but definitely run
0: uh, because I've been cooped up in this wheelchair a little bit. Well a lot of it too long. Well when you run your Iron Man, okay. I'm gonna be at the finish line eating milk duds and drinking Doctor Pepper because those are definitely in heaven.
1: Definitely. And I will drink a Mountain Dew with you when I get to the finish line. So <laughs> um because because Mountain Dew is my beverage of choice, although I have cut back in recent uh years, um, because even though that stuff tastes good, it's not good for you. That could be a whole other podcast, so we won't get into right, that right, right now.
0: I'm ruining my fun, man. But Dr. Pepper's <laughs> good too.
1: And you know, milk duds, how can you how can you say no to those? Right, but, right. Um, Amen. But um, and we're getting a little bit off track, but just to say that God um knows what he has in store for us and it's so much better than what we see Before us today, the Bible says that all of creation groans and waits for the return of Jesus Mm, and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And so it won't just be experiencing these bodies floating in the nothingness. He's actually going to give us a new heaven and a new earth to enjoy with these new bodies. So it's something that I'm very much looking forward to. And I hope that this podcast episode, as well as this series, has been an encouragement to you in your walk of faith if you want to share it. With friends, know that all my episodes are available online at speakingforhim.com, free of charge for download. If you would like us to put together a compilation CD of this series, just give me an email, Andrew at speakingforhim.com, and I will see what I can do about making that happen. Uh, did you have any final thoughts there, Chad?
0: Actually, I do. You had mentioned earlier that God is capable of doing a lot, and I, I think of the scripture. Um that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. And I remember somebody said, think of the most amazing thing that you could ever think of. The the biggest miracle, the the most awesomest thing, and God can top it.
1: That's a pretty amazing thought to go out on. So that is what we will do. And we will say I hope we will say that we hope, as I said, that you've enjoyed this episode you have a great weekend, and you will keep serving the best of masters.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gommerson, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.